Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Louise Crooks, your Keys to Clarity coach on KTC Radio. And uh, we have a fabulous lineup today as we have a fresh start on um, Keys to Clarity Radio starting up again in late summer. We've had our break now and um, I'm excited to start with a bang as we uh, bring one of our favorite guests back onto the show Michael Port. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Good to be here. It's fabulous to have you back, and hopefully we won't have the same uh, uh, technical issues we had last time. <laughs> no, I'm feeling I'm feeling all good tech, you know, uh, everything's going to be fine. You'll be golden. Yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you back, and I'm excited to talk about your fabulous book, um, the uh, Book Yourself Solid Second Edition, and... Um, you're always uh, um, full of fabulous information, um, Michael. So let me just introduce the show quickly so everyone can get a sense of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so for those of you who haven't heard of Keys to Clarity Radio, just a quick synopsis for you that we are a radio show dedicated to the growth of soul-driven business owners. And that encompasses coaches, holistic practitioners, healers, people in the, feeling of the field of um, transformation. There's a Freudian slip for you. Um, and, uh, you know, we are um, excited to share ways to grow your foundation and your business and also in your personal life, you bring yourself to your business. So we look at spiritual and personal growth as well on the show. And today we have uh, the fabulous Michael Port coming to share with us um, uh, a wonderful um, um, opportunity to understand how to um, book yourself solid and create more um, opportunities to bring clients into your business. So Michael Poor is an expert in that area, and um, we're going to get some fabulous uh, wisdom from him today. Um, he's going to be talking about things like why most marketing for the service professional doesn't work and what to do about it. Um, he's also going to talk about how to get hired by only the most ideal clients so you fall in love with marketing and selling. And the only three things you need to develop your personal brand so you decide how you're known. And there's going to be so much more we're going to be talking about. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Michael. Um, he's called an uncommonly honest author by the Boston Globe. I, I think I can uh, reiterate that, uh, Michael. <laughs> You're wonderfully direct and it appeals to the South African in me. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, he's a marketing guru um, stated by the Wall Street Journal um, and a New York, best, uh, New York Times best-selling author and has written four books including Book Yourself Solid, the mega bestseller now in its second edition, uh, Beyond Book Solid, which Tim Ferriss said is a, a must-read if you want a four-hour work week, the Contrarian Effect, um, selected as one of Amazon's top 10 business books of 2008, and the Think Big Manifesto, which is guaranteed to help you think bigger about who you are and what you offer the world. And I, I've loved all of those books. I have them all. And um, uh, you're, just, you're just a brilliant writer, Michael, and it's just fabulous to have you back here on the show to talk about... Um, you know the book solid um, and the foundation of what we should all be doing as a as business owners in our business. 
Um, Michael's also been seen regularly on MSNBC and receives the highest overall speaker ratings at conferences around the world. So um, we're going, let's welcome uh, the guy to call when you're tired of thinking small. <laughs> Thank you. Good to be here. Fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful to have you Let's do it. Let's do it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. So um, before we uh, jump in, I uh, just want to uh, cover a couple of things uh, before we do that. Um, if anyone would like to tweet about the show, uh, feel free to do that and use the hashtag KTC Radio. And you can use the URL to link to the show uh, via the web. And that would be budurl.com forward slash many more clients. Um, so feel free to tweet. We would love you to do that. The more people who know about the show, the better. And we have a fabulous prize in keeping with our conversation today, uh, Michael Port's um, book, Book Yourself Solid. So for those of you who enter the, the competition, I will give you the details towards the end of the show to do that. You'll get a copy of your own um, with the second edition that he's written. So I'm excited to, to have that as a prize on today's show. So without further ado, let's jump in. Um, Michael, first of all, before we begin, um, I, I just want to let everyone know that um, you can actually get two free chapters from Michael's new and updated and expanded second edition of, of Book Yourself Solid at bookyourselfsolid.com. Bookyourselfsolid.com. Go there now and get that. It's just fabulous. One chapter is on how to develop a personal brand and another on how to uh, do direct outreach, which is about how to meet important people in your industry that you don't know yet. Again, that's bookyourselfsolid.com. Okay. So, um, Michael, you wrote Book Yourself Solid in 2005. It was a fabulous book and really laid everything out beautifully for the, um, you know, the sole, the sole-driven business owner or any um, entrepreneur starting out. And um, I have two questions. Why did you originally write it, and why did you rewrite it? Hmm. And really well, I wrote it. Out? I wrote it because uh, most people who are in service fields, uh, you know, financial service professionals, uh, consultants, health and wellness professionals, etc., don't typically love marketing and selling. And I thought, well, shouldn't they have a book? Um, shouldn't they have a, a handbook, a roadmap to marketing uh, for people who don't love marketing and selling? And of course they should, but there wasn't one out there. So I said, of course, I'm going to be the one who write, who, to write it because um, I never liked marketing and selling. Certainly growing up, I, I came from a, an academic family who, you know, you, you mentioned the word sales and everybody's face would, you know, like like scrunch up, get sucked in like a, like a plum, like, oh, you know, like it was the, the worst, most horrible word you could possibly ever mention. So that was my framework around it uh, coming in. But, you know, I went into business uh, and you had to market and sell. So I had to find a way to love it and fall in love with it. And I did. I found it an opportunity for full self-expression. I found it an opportunity for self-actualization through the work that you do. And if you have your own business and you want to actualize through that business, then you're going to need to bring in business, and you're going to need to market and sell in order to do that. So that's why I wrote the book in the first place. There's a whole bunch of other reasons, too, but I'll leave those. But then why I, why I rewrote it is because nothing is ever good enough. And look, when you write a book... Once they take it to press, it's done. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's not like a, a, a website that you can keep updating. It's done. It's a, it's a printed book. And year after year after year after year, I've been, I've been perfecting the system. And that's what it is. It's a system book yourself style. It's not just here's some marketing tactics that you can do. Here's some yeah. clever things. It's a full system that is evergreen, meaning you build it once and it works for you over and over and over. It stays, the leaves stay on the tree, so to speak. So it's not like, well, here's how you do a marketing campaign for three weeks, and then what do you do after that? No, this is, here's what you do week by week by week, month by month by month, year by year by year. And that system repeats itself again and again and again. So I just kept perfecting it. I kept streamlining it. I kept cutting out the fat and adding um, new relevant pieces that I was coming up with and, and that I was adjusting based on the changes in the world around us. I mean, look, when I wrote the first book, Twitter didn't even exist. Yeah. Yeah. So um, certainly things have changed. And so my plan is every five or six years, I'll probably rewrite it. Yeah. I'd be like 95 years old. No, I have to do chapter seven again, you know. But for now, we'll just we'll take it five years at a time. <laughs> well, that sounds like a really good plan, and it makes total sense. I mean, the, the whole social media thing has just taken off in the last four or five years, and... Um, you know, so it's a whole new piece to add to to the the process of marketing. So that that's fabulous, Michael. I'm assuming that you de- dedicate a lot of the book to to that. Well, a, a lot of the new piece of the book to that. Oh, I did. I mean, there's a whole new uh, chapter on social media, certainly, yeah. uh, even video uh, marketing. Uh, so there's a everything you need uh, to know about. You know, using Twitter to build your business, using Facebook to build your business, using LinkedIn to build your business, using video to build your business online. It's all there. But it's important to know that I don't think you have to be using those tools uh, aggressively in order to get booked solid. I I do not think it's necessary for all service professionals to be on Twitter all day long trying to build up big followings. And I certainly don't think they should be on Twitter just putzing around, um, you know, uh, sharing jokes, right? I just don't think um, there's enough time in the day uh, to be wasteful with our time. So to me, it's actually a mandatory strategy. I know lots of people who are booked solid who do not do anything with social media, and they are perfectly fine, perfectly happy, and the only people that are yelling at them that they have to be doing social media and making fun of them I can't believe you're not on social media. What kind of, what are you, a Luddite? You know, that kind of thing. Or the people who make money uh, off of social media. Yeah. Other people, yeah. you know, completely understand uh, their uh, resistance to uh, getting obsessed with the social media. So um, do I do it? Yes, because I can, and it's part of my interests. I like it, and it's very appropriate for somebody like me who is, an author, it's right for the kind of uh, work that I do. But again, you know, my handyman is not on Twitter all day long. He's got his hands in the projects that he's working on to people's homes. But he needs to book himself solid. So he doesn't have to be on Twitter all day long. You get my point? Absolutely. And I think you make a really good point there, Michael, because it's not always a, a good fit for people just because it's not something they're comfortable with. So... To know that um, you can do something um, or not do something, you know, and, and create a strategy that's going to really work well for your business and for your 
um, your particular um, niche is, is really important. Um, the, the feeling that we have to be doing something can feel very onerous sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, it, again, it makes sense depending on the kind of business you're in too. Yep. Absolutely right. So, look, when you look at Book Yourself Solid, you should, I, I recommend not looking at the marketing tactics first. Uh, you know, the marketing tactics, the seven core self-promotion strategies that we're all, all familiar with are networking, direct outreach, referral strategies, keeping in touch strategies, public speaking strategy, writing strategies, and, of course, web strategies, as we've been discussing. So it's not like, you know, you don't know what you know, kinds of things one can do to market. You may, you may, yeah. do, may need to learn how to do them well, and I have very specific um, perspective on those types of tactics, but for the most part, you know what they are. I, I do not teach them in the beginning of Book Yourself Solid. I teach them as the fourth and final module of the book because I think the, the misconception is to believe that those marketing tactics are what get you clients. I don't think that's the fact of the matter. I think marketing creates awareness for your products and services for you, but I don't think it necessarily gets you the business. I think what gets you the business is what happens when somebody becomes aware of you up until the time they actually buy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And if we focus on the marketing primarily and we don't focus on that whole process uh, in between, then I think we're going to miss a lot of opportunities. And so what I do first in Book Yourself Style is I teach the foundation. Because everybody needs a foundation on which to stand. Yeah. Meaning, you know, when somebody finds out about you because of one of these uh, marketing tactics, marketing strategies that you executed, they're going to take a look at you, and they're going to first look at your foundation. They're going to say, is that, is that a foundation, is that a platform that I'd like to stand on, that I feel comfortable standing on, mm-hmm. that is rock solid? Is it built for me? is what they want to know. And if the answer is no, they go away. If the answer is yes, then they step onto that, but they're not going to hire you yet. They're just going to give you an opportunity to earn their trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do with that, right? You've got to build that into a significant amount of trust so that you can make sales offers that are proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned. And so we need a plan for building trust and credibility, and that is the second module in Book Yourself Solid. If the foundation is the first module, once you complete that, once you build that, once you put into place the four building blocks of the foundation, you then put into place the three building blocks of trust and credibility. And the first... Michael, do you want to share with us what those four blocks are in the foundation? Sure, I will. Just one sec. Let me give this overall uh, structure, and then I'll go back to that foundation. We can talk more about that. Sure. So if you've got this foundation, you have four building blocks there. Once you put those into place, you then can build uh, this plan for trust and credibility. And you have three building blocks that need to be designed and built and set there. Now, once you have this plan for building trust and credibility, then you look at your pricing strategies and your sales strategies. So the third module in Book Yourself Solid is perfect pricing and simple selling so that you set your pricing in the sweet spot of the customers the clients desire and you know how to have simple sales conversations that work. Now if you know which of the seven core self-promotion strategies you're going to use, you go out in the world, you use them, you create awareness, 
people come check out your foundation, they like it, they feel comfortable, they feel that it's solid, they step onto it and give you an opportunity to earn their trust. You go about earning their trust through your plan for building trust and credibility. You have perfect prices. You know how to have sales conversations. Guess what happens? You book the business. And this repeats itself again and again and again and again. So you do your promotion. The person comes, checks out your foundation, gives you an opportunity to earn their trust. You put in your plan for building trust and credibility. In that time, you start making sales offers that are proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned. If your prices are in the sweet spot of the client's desire and you know how to have simple sales conversations, guess what happens? You book the business. And again, it's evergreen. It works day in and day out once it's set up. I think that's what I love about your uh, system, Michael, is that it's um, applicable um, continuously. It's not like it's going to date or, you know, you've seen it, you've, it works, you all book yourself solid um, uh, associates, you know, they all apply it, it works, and it's a, it's a proven system and um, that you can go back and refine on a continual basis, you know, um, as, as, you, as you move through that system. Fabulous. So what else do we need to know, Michael? What's the next piece? Well, you start looking at your, at your foundation, and there are four building blocks, and they're very straightforward, but the, the, the specificity that you bring to each one of these building blocks is essential. You know, when we're building something, we don't just, you know, like dig a random hole, throw some concrete in, and that's our foundation. You know exactly yeah. what the dimensions are. You do your excavation. You, you, know, you, you, you carve out the space for your foundation precisely with measurements and special machines, etc. And then you pour the foundation into that. And so that's what we have to do. We have to be very precise about this. And we always start with the first building block, which is our red velvet rope policy. And the red velvet rope policy is a filtration system that ensures you work only with ideal clients, clients that energize you, inspire you, and most importantly, allow you to do your best work. Because what happens out in the world when you're doing your best work? Two things happen. Number one, people are talking about your best work. And number two, you feel great about the work you're doing. And when you feel great about the work you're doing, you want to do more of it. And when you want to do more of it and you feel great about the work you're doing, you're going to fall in love with the idea of marketing and selling because it's going to work. Mm. So we always start there. And our, this filtration system uh, we, we, you know, is designed to bring in only these ideal clients. And we know who these ideal clients are based on values, not circumstances. A value is a quality, a characteristic that is inherent in a human being. A circumstance is something that changes, right? Today, I have short hair. Yesterday, I had long hair, right? Circumstantial. Yes. Okay. So we look at what are the values in a human being that allow us to do our best work? You know, for me, one of them is collaboration. You know, and so when I'm discussing the possibility of working with somebody or I'm considering about approaching somebody about working with them, you know, maybe doing some kind of direct outreach, 
I start to investigate, do I think that they are collaborative? That's just one of the qualities that allow me to do my best work with them. And, you know, if I'm having a conversation with them, I may say, hey, so tell me, are you working on any projects with other people? I mean, is that something you do? And if they say, ah, ah, no way, no way, man, I would never work with anybody else. You know, other people are stupid. You can't trust anybody. And if I don't do it myself, it's not going to get done right. Mm-hmm. Clearly, not somebody who likes to collaborate. So yeah. not an ideal client for me. But if they say, yeah. oh, my God, I love working with other people. I'm doing like six projects right now with like 20 people, and it's so much fun. Okay, there you go. There's a big collaborator right there. Or they might say, you know what, I love the idea of it. I'd love to do more of it. I'm not really currently doing a lot of it. I feel like there's a lot I can learn about how to do it, but it's something I'd really like to do. Well, there's a person who has, has this natural desire to do it, but hasn't yet fulfilled it. Right. Right. So they would be ideal as well, and I can help them fulfill it. So, um, so you're always looking for these qualities. Now, if you, if you find people who are ideal and you're having sales conversations with them, think about how the sales conversation changes. You can say to them, you know, you're my ideal client. They say, what do you mean? You say, well, you're someone with whom I do my best work. And they say, really? You say, yes. And they say, why? And you say, well, because I've noticed that you are naturally collaborative. You really like to collaborate. And I do my best work with people who like to collaborate. I've also nat- noticed that you are naturally enthusiastic, meaning you, 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 know, you bring a lot of energy to what you're doing. You don't wake up on the wrong side of the bed too often. They go, yeah, that's totally right. That's me. That's me. Well, I do my best work with those kind of people. And all of a sudden, you know, they feel like, wow, you really know them. You've paid attention to them. And so when it comes time to have that sales conversation, who do they want to work with? They want to work with, you know, somebody that works with anybody that has a pulse in a checkbook? Or do they, do they want to work with somebody that works with people just like them? And, of course, you know what the answer is. Yeah, so it's really like the, the glove fits, isn't it? You know, there's a, such, a, such a feeling of, of connection when you've had that kind of conversation. Absolutely. You know, because they don't, you know, sometimes it's sad. You know, we go through our day and, you know, it's rare that people say these lovely things about us, you know. One of my friends, uh, Kyle, a guy I went to high school with, he said, you know, it's really kind of ridiculous that you get to have a life where, you know, every day people stand up and clap for you. <laughs> I said, that's why I do this. This is, this is why the life is great, you know. And he said, yeah, he goes, you know, I'm in the office. Nobody's standing up and clapping for me. So the point is, is that most of us are not, you know, we don't get to have that all the time. Yeah. And yeah. when It's, when it's a validation, people, isn't it, of who they are. It's what? It's a validation, exactly. And so when you are able to validate them and make them feel great about who they are, then they're much more inclined to work with you. Now, you can't do this manipulatively. I mean, so if I go give a big speech at a sales conference and there's all these, you know, hardcore sales guys there, you know, you'll see their, you know, their their wheels start to to tick and they go, hmm, that's a good one. (laughs) And they think, oh, yeah, yeah, because they can use this manipulative. They can just say to people, oh, you're my ideal client because, and they can make up some stuff. You can't do that. That's that's not allowed, that I will come to your house and I will find you. Don't you find, find, Michael, that the the lack of authenticity in that situation would actually show through? Usually it does. I mean, you know, most people aren't that good, you know, aren't good enough actors to pull that off. 
But, yeah. you know, people think about it. And uh, and I always say, you know, if that's what you're thinking, stop, please, right now, because that's not what it's for. <laughs> All right, so look, you've got this. The, you, you, sorry, you, 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 with, you, with, with our audience, you know, being people who are fairly, you know, conscious um, business owners would absolutely not, would, would so uh, relate to the way you're describing creating connection in that sales conversation. Yeah. Michael. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, once you have a red velvet rope policy set, then you focus on the second building block, is, and that's understanding why people buy what you're selling. Mm-hmm. And there are four components to understand why people buy what you're selling. Number one, choose Hello. a target Hello. market. <laughs> yes. Number one, choose a target market. Mm-hmm. Number two, identify what the people in that market need and desire. Number three, determine the exact big result that you're going to help those people get. And number four, identify the benefits of that big result. Mm-hmm. Now, let's start with the target market. The target market is a very specific group of people or businesses that you serve. It's the demographic, not the psychographic. Demographic, who these people are. The psychographic is what they need and what they desire. But you don't have to worry worry about those kind of words because they will make you psychotic. You just have to focus on (laughs) the concept of a group of people that you want to serve, and they have something in common. Now, the the way that you determine whether you actually have chosen a target market is is as follows. Number one, um, or let me put it this way. Why should you choose a target market? Because, number one, you know where to find people to market to. Right. Uh, otherwise, where are you going to do your marketing? It's a big world. I, I, don't, I get up and what are, should I go over here or should I go over there? I don't know what to do. But if you choose a target market, then you know where to do your marketing right. because you know where they show up. Well, they hang out at this place, they hang out at this place, they read these publications, they belong to these associations, they're influenced by this person, et cetera, et cetera. And then those are the places that you do your marketing. That's where you start showing up. Secondly, when you show up in those places, they know you are dedicated to them. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. And that's essential. They need to know that you've dedicated your life to them. And finally, number three, they already have established networks of communication, meaning they're already talking to each other. And they talk to each other in the places that they hang out, these associations, these organizations, these publications, through these influencers, etc. Mm-hmm. I mean, who are the people that I talk to the most? Other authors. Do I talk to other exactly. people that are not authors? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I put up a new website at michaelport.com about a month or two ago, and all of a sudden, a lot of my colleagues started emailing me, hey, that's really neat that you uh, did that thing. Who did it, and what were you thinking? Maybe I should do it, you know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I send an email to my designer. I'm like, oh, here come the copycats, because it always happens every time, and I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. And then all of a sudden, you start to see it pop up all over the place in, uh, in our field, in my, in my, you know, in my uh, uh, field. And... Um, and, you know, those are the people that uh, I, I influence, and, and those are the people that influence me. So we talk to each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So that's that, that's why you need a target market. Otherwise, you don't know where to do your marketing. Uh, you know, the people that you're trying to market to don't really think you've dedicated yourself to them if you haven't chosen them as a target market, you know, if you're just a generalist. And finally, um, because if you want messages to spread quickly, you want to do it through communication channels that are already set up. makes life a lot easier. Okay. So, Michael, I'm wondering if you would mind just sharing your own experience through your your um, journey, because I know that you focus on one and now you've broadened that. So would you like to just share that quickly with us? Just oh, to sure. Get an insight into well, that? Well, yeah, when I started my business, I focused specifically on fitness professionals. Mm. Yeah. Um, because I had been in that industry. I had been on the business side of that industry, and so I knew a little bit about the industry, and I had a, you know, a little reputation. People, not everybody, but you know, enough people knew me uh, that I had some credibility, and that's the group I focused on, helping them yeah. get booked solid. And then when I felt that I had you know, secured a place in that community, I said, well, let me go and see if I can add in some other fitness professionals, like uh, not fitness, uh, rather uh, wealth and uh, uh, health and wellness professionals, chiropractors, acupuncturists, um, nutritionists, etc. Yeah. And I could, and I did, and it was a it was a it was a very close vertical market. So, if a, you know, a nutritionist saw that I was able to help a fitness professional, they uh, were inclined to believe that I could help them also. Right. It wasn't like an astronaut saying, hmm. Well, he helps fitness professionals get clients. He could probably help me get to the moon. You know, it just that that they you that, that's too far a leap, right? <laughs> but but the nutritionist wanting to get clients would go, oh yeah, I see the you know I see the the, uh, the consistencies there, and they would yeah. give me a shot. And then when I felt you know good there, I started opening up to other markets. But then what happened is I wrote Book Yourself Solid. Mm-hmm. The Book Yourself Solid became such a big hit, uh, bigger than I expected it to be. I had never written a book before, you know, I was hoping, but you know, I didn't really hit, know what was going to happen. Then, yeah. all sorts of service professionals from all over the world started showing up. And I could serve them because I had created a system that was appropriate for all types of service professionals. Yeah. But I was able to get away with that because my reputation had been built. If you are newer and you do not yet have a, a reputation that precedes you, yeah. then the more focused and specific you are, the better it is for that potential client because they will feel much more comfortable if they know that you're dedicated to them and them only. And I think that's where people get um, the sort of cart before the horse sort of um when they start out, don't they, a lot a lot of the time, Michael, where they want to serve everyone and they don't have that, um, you know, they don't have that, uh, um, I, I use the word celebrity, but the thing is, you know, it's really about having that um, presence in the world like you have right now, uh-huh. but they, they are, are trying to operate from that space, which is not really working. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, and it's, I understand it because, you think, like, well, if I narrow myself down, doesn't that limit my options? It makes perfect sense if you think about it, right? I mean, why would I want to be, you know, showing up in, in amongst fewer people or in front of fewer people? Well, yeah. the reason is because they'll pay more attention to you. So I'd rather a 1,000 people pay attention to me 
um, by, uh, by focusing on 1,000 people than by focusing on a million people and having only 500 of them pay attention to me. It's sort of like, you know, you know when people brag about how much, money, how much money they make? Well, I don't really, not really interested in how much revenue you make. I'm, I'm interested in how much it stays. How much, how much did it take you to make a million dollars? Did it take $999,000 to make a million dollars? Because that's not much profit. <laughs> but if it took you $10,000 to make a million dollars, that's impressive. Yeah. It's the same sort of concept. You, you, you want to do, you, you want to be much more focused, do much uh, less work, and reach many more people. And, and having a very specific target market allows you to do that. Yeah. Okay. So if you have this target market, mm. if, if you have this target market, you can then identify what they need and what they desire. Again, if you're very general, it's hard to be specific, um, you know, for the people that you're trying to serve uh, around what they need and what they desire because, you know, large groups of varied people need and desire different things. But if you have a very specific target market, it's likely they're going to need and desire um, the same things, similar things. So then you can determine, well, here's the, here's the big result I'm going to help these people get based on these needs and, and, and needs and desires. And if you know what that big result is, so for me, it's booked solid, get clients. You know, I have that brand name, so I could say that, but if I didn't have the brand name, it would just be album get clients. I mean, really, really simple, straightforward. Well, of course, then there are benefits of getting clients, right? So th those are the four components. You've got to make sure you've got this target market, make sure you know what they need and desire, make sure you know what that number one big result is, and then be able to articulate the benefits from a financial Emotional, physical, and spiritual perspective. Financial, emotional, physical, and spiritual perspective. The big result that you help them get, what does it do for them financially? What does it do for them emotionally? What does it do for them physically? And what does it do for them spiritually? Mm. Now, if you've got those two building blocks in place, if you have the red velvet rope policy, if you have why people buy what you're selling, then you can develop a personal brand identity, personal brand, personal brand identity. Mm -hmm. um, so you decide how you brand yeah. as opposed to a brand. As opposed to the way that people think of like Coca-Cola as some kind of brand. What colors will my website be? Not that kind of brand. A personal brand identity. So you decide how you're known in the world. Because when you are a service professional, people are hiring the brand you. They're hiring you as much as they're hiring anything else. Right. So there are three components to this personal brand identity. Number one, who you serve and what you help them do. I call it your who and do what statement. Who you serve and what you help them do. Okay, very, now, you did this when you understood why people buy what you're selling. Who you serve is your target market. What you help them do or achieve or get, that's the big result you help them get. Now, so there you go. You're good. You already got that covered. Great. Now, if you know who you serve and what you help them do, then you can determine what you stand for, why you get up every day to do the work that you do. That's what I call your why you do it statement. Okay. Now, if you know what your why you do it statement is, why you get up every day to do this work, what you stand for, then you can turn that into a tagline. It's not even required, but that would be the third component of your personal brand identity. If the first is your who and do what statement, if the second is your why you do it statement, and the third is your tagline, mm -hmm. you develop a personal brand identity. 
And you notice I didn't even talk about your logo. Your logo is irrelevant in this particular part of the conversation. But your logo, your website, all the marketing materials you use, they are all an extension and an expression of this personal brand identity. Beautiful. I love, the, I love what you said about the tagline um, coming from the, the, the why you do it statement. That, that's Absolutely, uh, really because, mm. yeah, because Louis, Louis think, think about it this way. When somebody comes and checks out a service professional, right, first thing they're going to look at is, well, who does this person help? And yeah. what do they help them do? Meaning, does this person help me get what I want? If the answer is no, they go somewhere else. If the answer is yes, do they hire you right then and there? No. But they may consider you. And so the next thing they will consider is, why do you do it? Right. What do you stand for? Because they want to know, do I connect emotionally with this person? Do I connect with them philosophically? Do I can etc. And if they do, then they'll pick you. So you can create a tagline based on your why you do it statement to help them understand what you stand for. Mm-hmm. But you don't even need the tagline if you're just able to articulate at least what you stand for. Yeah. So for me, I stand for thinking big. I stand for helping you think bigger about who you are and what you offer the world. And I turn that into a tagline, and I call myself the guy to call when you're tired of thinking small. But I don't walk up to people and introduce myself as such. I don't say, they say, well, hi, who are you? Oh, I'm the guy to call when you're tired of thinking small. That would be ridiculous. But it's in some of my marketing materials, uh, and you'll notice that people start to refer by it, refer to me by it, because it's true. So yeah. the key is the truth is what matters. The truth resonates. Cleverness is not the key. Mm-hmm. Not if you're a service professional. The truth so always wins. Coming from that place of service. So Yeah. I mean if you if you if you mm-hmm. deeply believe in something and you have decided that's why you do what you do and you stand in that truth, you're good to go. You know, it's not that much more, it's not very complicated, but it requires conviction, courage, and even consistency. Because consistency demonstrates credibility, which builds trust. So now you've got a red velvet rope policy. You understand why people buy what you're selling. You've developed a personal brand identity so that you decide how you're known in the world. You don't let your mother do it for you. (laughs) And then the fourth building block is now you're able to talk about what you do without sounding confusing or bland or like everybody else. And guess what else? Without ever using an elevator speech. (gasps) Oh, blasphemous. Well, I'm with you on that one, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I mean, all the marketing books you read, they say you must have an elevator pitch. You must have a 30-second yeah. commercial, right? I, I get that. Of course, that we, have be to talk, we have it's to be able so to talk about it. It's hard to be authentic. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, yeah, right, exactly. Well, look, we have to be able to talk about what we do. So, yeah, I, I get it. It makes sense that we have some kind of pitch or some way of describing what we do. But 
um, the service professional has inappropriately misappropriated this concept of the elevator pitch. It comes from the idea of pitching a company or business concept to a like venture capitalist or some other person that can help you know start up a company. Yeah. It's very different than the way a service professional develops a relationship with a potential client. Yeah. Not the same way. So they don't want some speech from you about what you do. They want what's called a conversation with you, very simple, very straightforward, um, and very organic. But here's the thing. It's really easy if, if you've done your homework. Building block number two. What is it? Yeah. Understanding why people buy what you're selling. Well, if you know that, you can talk about what you do any which way till Sunday. You can talk about it in three seconds, three minutes, three hours, three weeks, three years. It doesn't really matter because you know who your target market is. You know what they need and what they desire. You know exactly what you help them do, get, achieve, and you know what the benefits are. So, you know, if, you know, someone says, what do you do? You say, well, I help these people achieve this. I'm a, you know, uh, an, uh, an OD consultant or whatever, you know, you're called, you know, and I help these people do this. I'm a dentist and I help these people do this. I'm an attorney who helps these people do this. I'm a whatever, right? They go, oh, yeah, that's very interesting. Oh, yeah, well, it is, you know. A lot of the people that I work with often face this problem or this problem or this problem, and they really want this and this and this, you know. They go, oh, my God, that's totally my sister Sally. Is it really? Yes, it is. Well, you know, what's going on with Sally? Well, really, she's just desperately trying to do this. And that's that big result that you provide, and they just set it for you. You go, is she really? But really, you know what it's interesting, what I've found over the years with my clients is that, you know, they say they want that. They say they want to get books solid, but really they want what comes from getting books solid. They want financial freedom. They want self-actualization. They want to feel proud of accomplishing something big like their own business, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, that's a conversation. Now, I just had it myself. Now, maybe that means I have some kind of, you know, multiple personality disorder. But I just did it to represent to you what it could potentially look like talking to somebody who is interested in the conversation at hand, not the speech that you're going to make. A speech is great. I give them from the stage Okay? Not when I'm in an elevator with somebody. It's not where you give a speech. It just does not make sense to me. Does this make sense to you, Louise? Absolutely. Hopefully yeah. it makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, and the fact is that we get to be authentic with um, coming from that uh, place of, of being interested um, and, and fitting with what their needs are rather than, you know, having this pre-prepared pitch that um, just lands on deaf ears because it doesn't sound... I I seriously, I I have no exaggeration. I was hearing, listening to someone's elevator pitch years ago, and I started to interject to ask them a question about it, and the guy goes, no, 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 hold on, I'm not finished. (laughs) 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 I was like, okay, sorry. (laughs) Didn't mean to try to have a conversation with you. I actually apologize <laughs> for that. I'll I'll never do it again. God forbid, right? So, um, you know, it's 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 very relieving to know that you don't really have to do it that way. And, and the reason that I think we get wrapped up in this concept of the elevator pitch is because maybe we don't really know what we do. 
Maybe we don't really have our business very well defined yet. Well, then that's why people get so obsessed with the pitch because, well, I want to pitch because I have to be able to memorize it because I don't really know exactly what it is that I do. Right. That's a problem. You can't speak from the heart, you know, or just uh, intuitively. Yeah, you can't intuitively talk about it because it's not there yet. Well, that's when you've got to go back to earlier um, components of the foundation. Yeah. Right? You've got to go back to, okay, who's the target market? All right, what do they need? What do they desire? Okay, good, I got that. Well, what's the big result that I'm going to help them get? Okay, well, you know. Um, so so that's what you've got to you know, keep going back to if you're having trouble and want to rely on a speech instead of a organic conversation. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. What, what do you say, Michael, to those uh, instances, um, you know, where networking groups ask you to, you know, stand up and introduce yourself in 30 seconds and, you know. Oh, yeah. I think that's great. I mean, B&I does that. I think it's fine. Mm. I think it's nice you know, to introduce yourself. But, I, you know, I think it's really easy. You know, I mean, we might say, well, you know, I might say I'm a business author who helps, um, you know, service professionals get books solid, right? Now, I could be an asshole, excuse my language, and say, well, I'm a New York Times bestseller of four books, and I'm on MSNBC, and I'm on blah, 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 and I just recently won this award. You know, that, that's the obnoxious, right? So you just keep it really simple. And anytime I say, you know, I write business books uh, for these people, help them do this, people always come up after me and talk to me and go, what books have you written? So, um, you know, you just find something that people find interesting. You know, they say, well, I uh, fly rocket ships for a living. You know, people are going to come talk to you. So, you know, what's one thing that's uh, very interesting? You know, I have a friend who's a doctor, and he always jokes. People ask him what he do. He goes, oh, I'm a drug dealer, (laughs) you know. And they go from there. But, you know, he's cute. He's clever. So, you know, you can be clever like that if if you enjoy being clever. Um, although I'm sure, sure that was the most clever one, but um, but you get the point. I mean, it's it's really yeah. easy just to use your who and do what statement, who you serve, yeah. and what you help them do. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, and I think part of it is also just keeping it very simple, not not um, you know not trying to use up that whole thirty second you know. Yeah. Also, period, you know, the other thing is that you're not trying to prove anything. Yeah. See, that's the key. You're not trying to prove anything. You're not pitching something. You're just saying, oh, man, I help these people do this. It's really great. Great. And then you sit down. Beautiful. That's it. Doesn't that give everyone permission just to relax with that little little uh, um, piece of wisdom right there, Michael? What, to relax? Yeah. Yeah, no, of course. You know, it's sort of like to go, ah, oh, take a deep breath. You know, you're not, it's not like a, you know, you're not like in a beauty contest where you're judged upon this exactly. date for your special talent and your, you know, swimsuit presentation. You, you know, you're just at a meeting with other people who also are nervous like you. And uh, you can say, you know, oh, I help these people do this, and it's no big deal. It's really easy for yeah. you. The easier these things seem for you, the more likely people want to talk to you about them. If they seem uncomfortable, they're not going to want to talk to you about it. So, you know, how easy can you make it for yourself? Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I'm totally with you on the whole elevator pitch thing out the window. Good. You and I are on the same team. Absolutely. So what comes next, Michael? Well, you know, you've got look, all of that down. Yeah. So that's your foundation, right? Mm. Okay. Now you got a foundation. Good. Just yeah. that is where you start. I mean, there's so much more. But yeah. your foundation at least is built. 
and you can now have the opportunity to earn their trust. And so we just start by making sure the first building block is who knows what you know and do they like you, meaning are your standard credibility builders in place? You know, for example, if the door is open and they start to come in and then they see the house is a mess, they leave. Okay? But if the house is lovely, they want to walk into the foyer and then they want to walk into the living room and then they want to walk into etc. etc. So there are certain things that are going to turn people away and you just want to make sure that you are not turning people away. And then, of course, do these people like you, you know? Uh, well, likability is such a big part of getting booked solid, and it's not addressed very much, which I think is interesting. Maybe yeah. because we don't want to believe that it is, or we don't really know how to change it or deal with it. But, you know, one, one strategy, if I was going to suggest one strategy for people to look at, as it relates to getting clients, is to work on likability. You know? How, how can you work on improving your social intelligence? How can you work on being more likable? Well, you can certainly start by being friendly. I know that sounds obvious, but if you think about it, if you, if you uh, rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, you say, well, how friendly was I on a scale of 1 to 10? ten? 1 being not friendly at all, 10 being super friendly. Where, where was I today? Okay. Yeah. Now, if you were a 10, brilliant. If you weren't a 10, you could probably move it up. And so my guess is most of us were 10s today. We could do better tomorrow. So, okay, now we, we, we can be very friendly. This is important, right, to work on our likability. Now, if we're very friendly and we're not real, then people may think we're from L.A., Sorry, LA folks, but it works every time, so I, I can't, I can't skip it. Um, but no, but I, it's, the joke is funny because people often seem very phony in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And if you seem phony, if you are phony, but really nice, nobody's going to like. I mean, really friendly, but nobody's going to like you. It's not enough to be friendly. You also got to be real. Yeah. So realness is the second important attribute of, of, of likability. And then uh, the third is empathy. If you're very friendly and you're very real and very empathetic, people will like you. Now, if you're very real, if you're very friendly and very real and empathetic and very relevant, people will really like you. Because if I had the opportunity to take the word marketing out of the dictionary and replace it with any other word, I would replace it with relevancy. Because people pay attention to you when they find you relevant. And if you can be relevant in your, in, in your interactions with the people that you would like to serve, then they will pay attention to you. If they pay attention to you, you have the opportunity to start a relationship, to build trust over time, to then make sales offers that are proportionate to the amount of trust that you've earned. And if you have that opportunity, guess what you can do? You can get booked solid. So that increases your likability. And you get your standard credibility builders in place. You make sure your picture looks good. It's not like, you know, you in your pajamas with your cat. You know, that was really <laughs> weird unless you owned a cat store and sold pajamas, right, uh, in that same store. Or that, you know, your email address, you know, isn't something like juicytushy at AOL.com, 
you know, that just would be weird. Right. So, so you know, these these things, these little tiny things, make a big difference. You know, what right. are your clothes like? Do they look the way that somebody in your field uh, uh, is expected to look? So. Yeah. Okay, now, that's the first building block. Very straightforward, very simple, standard credibility builders, and then likability. The second building block is the sales cycle. Now, this is a big conversation because it's the linchpin. It's the middle of the Book Yourself Solid system. Now, notice, in, you know, in, we're almost in an hour's time. It, yeah. it takes even just an hour just to describe the foundation. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, it's a 90,000-word book, Book Yourself Solid. That's crazy. The audio book is 11 hours. Wow. Now, I'm not trying really? to scare you guys off from reading this or listening hours. to it. 11 hours. 11 hours. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. But you can just see how much information goes into this process. But you could take that's this needed. one book and work on it for the next year, and that's the only book you need to work on for your marketing. Right. doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there aren't other good books on marketing. But this is a full system, start to finish, to start a service business and develop a service business. Yeah. yeah. It lays it out so beautifully and so clearly. Um, I, I, just, I think this is just a, fab, a fabulous book, Michael. And it would be Thank one you. So, of the first ones that I would recommend. Yeah, so just, I know we have to wrap up, but just, you know, when you, we gave this overview of the foundation, and then you start to work on building trust and credibility, and you've got those three building blocks. You've got the standard credibility, um, and, the, and, the, and the likability is one building block. You've got your sales cycle, which is all the different offers that you make uh, in, um, in appropriate uh, and sequential order to build trust over time. Your third building block in that module are information products, uh, to help uh, increase the speed of your sales cycle, uh, build your brand identity, etc. Um, and then the third module is perfect pricing, making sure you get the right pricing strategies in place, the right pricing numbers in place, using incentives well, using discounting well, using bonuses well, using time sensitivity well, and then learning how to have sales conversations using the Book Yourself Solid four-part sales formula. Then you book the business. And, of yeah. course, the fourth module, the, the, the big piece, uh, are the seven core self-promotion strategies. And, and in Book Yourself Solid, those are the final seven chapters of the book. And the web, strategy, the web uh, chapter comes in three big parts. So it's essentially like three chapters within a, within a chapter. And, um, you know, there you've got your work cut out for you. But yeah. I do believe that if you go fully into this Book Yourself Solid system, um, you know, within a year you can be booked solid. And what we have found historically uh, when we track uh, people who go through our programs, is that 93% of the people who go through Book Yourself Solid and implement the system fully increase their revenues by 40% within a year. Wow, that's fabulous. Yeah. Very fabulous. So, so Michael, um, I just want to re remind everyone that if you want to get the first free, two free chapters of the new updated edition of Book Yourself Solid, make sure to go to bookyourselfsolid.com and uh, you'll get the one chapter on how to develop a personal brand and the other on how to do direct outreach, both really important pieces. And then, um, Michael, any information about um, any programs that help, you know, people might be interested in looking further about, um, you know, taking themselves through the system? Um, well, is there anything that you would recommend at the moment? Yeah, sure. I mean, yesterday we started a... Uh, Book Yourself Solid Summer School, which is uh, two times a week for uh, eight weeks. 
this summer. Started yesterday. You can still join. You can listen to the first class. Um, that you can learn more about that at bookyourselfsolid.com forward slash booked, B-O-O-K-E-D, forward slash summerschool.htm. Sorry, it's long. But uh, since the program is um, started, we, you know, we took it off the website, so you can't find it directly from the website. I have to give you this link, which is bookyourselfsolid.com forward slash booked, B-O-O-K-E-D, forward slash summerschool.htm. And uh, you'll I'll get there. So you can I'll do that. that on, I'll put that on the um, show description as well. Okay. So if anyone is interested in, in looking into that, um, the thing, the thing uh, that if you if you really want to get serious and really want to you know make a a, um, a big to do out of what you're doing, and you want to do really big things in the world, then come mentor with me. You know, I do a year long program, and you can learn more about that at uh, thealliancewithmichael.com. The Alliance, T-H-E, Alliance with Michael.com. And that is um, for serious people. You know, with serious people who tell really good jokes or funny people. I don't, I don't mean serious like boring people. Fun people. But you're serious about yourself and you're serious about your work and you're serious about the people that you love and you're serious about the clients that you love and the people you're meant to serve. Those are the kind of people who come to the Alliance. And we can work closely together for the next 12 months. And that would be a big deal. Awesome. And I'll make sure, that is actually up on the the um, description for the show already. I'll make Ooh, sure those links are up there. And uh, you know, anyone listening, feel free to click on those and and check that out. Um, you know, whatever feels like a fit for you. And of course, um, you know, if uh, if um, you don't want to do the summer school now, there will always be something coming up, won't there? Um, maybe, maybe I'll just retire. Maybe, maybe you'll retire. You know, one day I may. I might just say, that's it. I'm done. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'll just sort of, you know, play golf or something. I don't, I don't yeah, play you, golf. You're not, allowed, start. you're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to, Michael. You just do no. too much great work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Well, if you had one golden nugget to uh, leave our um, listeners with, what would it be? Well, I would say this. I would say just remember that when you're selling. You're giving people the opportunity to express their values through what you buy, or through what they buy, rather. You know, we get so wrapped up and worried about the way I, you know, is the price too high, the price too low, is it going to be worth it, all those kind of things. And, and instead of doing that, focus on the fact that they're expressing their values through this purchase. If you think about us um, in our society, you can learn a lot about somebody by what they buy. Their car tells, the car they drive tells you what they value. Yeah. The home they purchase tells you what they value. The way the things that they buy to work on their landscaping tells you what they, etc. So, uh, you know, if you if you value very expensive shoes, you're going to buy them. If you don't value them, that you won't. So, if somebody is the kind of person that values education and yeah. personal growth, then you're giving them the opportunity to express that value through what you're selling. That's important to remember. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks so much, Michael, and uh, a, a wonderful golden nugget to leave us with. And thank you very much for being on the show today. Isn't it wonderful? We had no hitches from a technical standpoint. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it was smooth flowing. <laughs> wonderful. Thanks for thank having me, and um, I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Michael. Take care. Okay, bye so for Michael now. Michael delivered some 
fabulous uh, um, information there about um, his book, Book Yourself Solid System. And so now I'm going to just announce the prize for today. Um, and um, feel free to submit your um, applications for that, that prize until uh, midday tomorrow. That's tomorrow being the 11th of August, midday Eastern. And uh, all you need to do is email into info at keys to clarity.com, info at keys to clarity.com, and put more clients in the heading, more clients in the heading, and um, we'll do a draw, and uh, that lucky person will get a copy, a full copy of the Book Yourself Solid Second Edition Revised and Expanded book that has just recently come out by Michael Port. Let me give you the information again. Email info at keys to clarity.com. All words, keys to clarity.com. And you can put uh, more clients in the in the title and we'll know exactly what you're talking about. No info, no content needed. So I encourage you to do that. It's a fabulous book and um, I really enjoy giving those out. Okay, so next week we have the wonderful um, Vicki Winterton, who is um, the founder of the Coaches Exchange and Expert Insights and the new Writers Magazine. She's going to be coming and talking to us about um, how to create a community, how to create a following. And um, she has done an, an amazing job with creating these different networks and how she's been able to do that and do it so powerfully and so... Um, successfully in such a short period of time. So I'm really um, excited to have her come on the show, and I hope that you will be as well. All right, so I think that pretty much covers it. Um, yeah, I think that covers it for today. Uh, we had a fabulous show with Michael. I hope you really enjoyed it, and um, would love to have you in the chat room uh, talking to me about your thoughts next week about what Vicki Winterton is going to be talking to us about, and um, we'll go from there. You can also visit me at, at uh, facebook.com forward slash keys to clarity, and uh, love to hear your comments about the show um, on my fan page there. Any questions you have or any recommendations of guests that you'd like to have on the show or topics, love to have those on facebook.com forward slash keys to clarity. And um, as a gift to you, go to keystoclarity.com and you can download the five most critical um, mistakes solopreneurs make and how to avoid them. Keystoclarity.com. All right, everyone, have a fabulous week. Hope you're enjoying the summer as much as I am. I just jumped out of a plane on Saturday, which was just an amazing experience for charity and uh, totally got to enjoy a beautiful sunset um, near the shore, Jersey Shore, and um, I'd love to hear what you've been up to too. Just go to my Facebook fan page and, and uh, let's connect there. All right, take care, everyone. Have a great week. Bye now. <laughs>